Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Farah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's get started. So Sarah, how's that gas shortage been treating you this week? Oh gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it's, it's really, really crazy. Let me tell you. I noticed though, like my family that live in the Midwest, they were they were talking about how their gas prices are through the roof. My brother was at a gas station today. He saw a woman loading six gas cans into her car, filling them up and putting them in her car. At least, at least she wasn't filling up a hamper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I it's didn't. true. Like people are filling plastic bags with gas. It's crazy. I just can't believe it. It's hard to drive. You have to be really very, very attentive when you drive because there are lines. This morning, there was a gas station I passed on the other side of the road and they had gas. They had just gotten it and their traffic was backed up for two blocks just Mm because people are on the street stopped waiting to turn into this gas station and fill up their cars. I don't know. It's a little bit humorous to me, kind of like last year when everyone was buying toilet paper, but I just have to yeah. look at it. I just have to look at it and be like, <laughs> the gas company was like, guys, don't panic though, because if you panic and start buying all of the gas, we are going to have a shortage or not that there's a shortage. There's just not enough drivers to drive the gas to where they need to go. And what do we do? We panic. And now we have a shortage. Did we learn nothing from the toilet paper thing we last year? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely oh, nothing. So dumb. And then school <laughs> was canceled today because teachers and parents can't make it to school because they don't can't fill up their cars because there's no gas. Mm-hmm. They canceled school today. It's it is crazy. <laughs> I'm really lucky. My nanny dad came upstairs from where he was working. He goes, there's a gas station nearby that has some gas in it. It just came up on my app. Gas Buddy, if you're looking for gas out there, Gas Mm -hmm. Buddy will tell you where Mm -hmm. there are gas stations that have gas. So he said they have gas. And I almost like just getting about to like a quarter tank full. I was a little bit nervous because I was like, I don't have time to go wait in line. Uh, And so he said, give me your keys. I'll take your car. I'll go get you gas. And I was like, <laughs> so he did. He left. He went, he waited in line for 40 minutes to put gas in my car. And they came home. Dads rock, you guys. <laughs> they do. My dad once when we were driving home from someplace. So he was in, my sister and I were in one car. He and my mom were in the car ahead and we were going to the toll and they were like, oh, they just paid for you. They just paid for your ticket. And I was like, this is the perfect way to pick somebody up in a turd pike. Yeah. Like, forget, like, buying them coffee. Pay for their turn pike ticket. I don't think mandatory pay it forward is very charitable. <laughs> yeah. So today is May 14th. Today is Sophie's second birthday. Okay. And tomorrow is commencement. So uh-huh. we're like a day earlier than normal because of that <laughs> yeah so i get to, i created my cap which will not be shown on twitter because 
Not that our followers can see us on Twitter, but <laughs> my followers can find me on Twitter, but nobody, <laughs> very few people actually know where I'm from. So, and I have like my, my school's like initials on it. I'm like, yeah, this won't be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram though. <laughs> Instagram though. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Catch me on the IG. Do not find me on the IG. <laughs> 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 uh, I've had such a busy week otherwise they they my church had a young they want to start up a young adult group for the parish that I go to and which is very good it's exciting and so I was pretty busy this week already so I wasn't gonna go I was maybe gonna just see if I could get notes or something like that from somebody else that went and then the deacon called me he asked me if I could come because I've been a leader in other things. And it's like, okay, I'm really excited about it. But I was laughing the whole meeting because I was like, I've been wanting to take things off my plate. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be putting more things on my plate, but yeah. and it was good. I'm really glad that I went. It was a good meeting. It was really cool to hear ideas of people and what they want Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of like reiterates that I am not alone in this. That's awesome. In what I, yeah. Like in what I want and what I desire as a young adult trying to live out my faith. Yeah. It was really encouraging to hear that there were other young adults that are also feeling the same way. So that was really cool. How old are the young adults of the young adults out there? after like right after college mid-20s I'm probably in the older section by now yeah we have Um, a group that's a really good group but so many people are like fresh out of college or about to graduate from college but there mm -hmm. are some people in their 30s there are a few guys in their 30s and there's five maybe five people like upper 20s 30s yep but it's like wow this is (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm, like, I'm an ancient dinosaur. Oh gosh, I know. But I'm well, still 29. That that actually came up in the meeting. They were like, "So what is our age range?" When I hear young adult group, I think like after college, like 22, 23, mid 20s to like 30s. That's what I think. Nobody really wanted to define it. I think I know to- that my diocese defines it as. I think it's up to 37 or 38. Yeah. Someone made the argument, well, it should be like 18, like after high school. But I'm sitting here thinking, yep, exactly. That face you made. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay, you have an 18-year-old kid who's graduated high school. Yeah. Well, yeah, versus in this group, like I have friends who are in their mid-30s. And so when you think about that, like if you have an 18-year-old, who's a few years older than an adolescent. And then you have a 33, 34, 35 year old person that's like half their age. Doing like going to young adult group things until I was like, I I mean, I was in college, but I was like 22. I was 22. Mm -hmm. And, but okay. I did have other groups, religious groups, that so there was a retreat that I made and that they would get together like once a month for 
adoration festivals of praise and stuff like that so I'd hang out with them and there would be like people around my age there and then I I stopped hanging out with them as much and I went to these other things but and then my Newman group there's people there that I would see but I mean there's a point where it's like I was but when I entered those groups I was one like one of the younger people I was like one of three of the youngest because there was my sister who's a year older than me and there was one other person who is a few months older than me but like everybody else was so we were 22 23 and these other people were 28 to like 34 a little bit of a divide which yeah makes sense. yeah but I mean I've always been told okay so I look young but how I carry myself and how I behave people like I don't in, in college I did hang out with people that were like four to five years older than me so they would like forget that I had just turned 21 and they're like oh yeah I always forget that you're like four years younger because you just I don't drink alcohol so I'm not one of those people that was like oh let's all go, go out and get drunk because I I don't condone drunkenness mm-hmm. well, and that's wrong <laughs> it's yeah. getting drunk is wrong <laughs> yeah yeah, it was just, it's just, it's interesting to think about. Like, I don't want to exclude anyone, but that's also a big, they were talking about doing like within our parish community, mm-hmm. they were talking about doing small groups. So like having almost a little family in that young adult community, okay. um, which is a great idea. That's However, a different concept, actually, because it I do is. know people that are part of families. Well, yeah, we'll see what comes of it. I was also sitting there in that meeting and I was like, I kind of want to do this. My ministry, I'm, I'm a recovering youth minister, y'all, and, uh, but I cannot seem to get myself out of the game completely. It's just like, once you start, you can't stop. And so I remember sitting there in that meeting thinking, is that my, am, am I in, do I want to go back into ministry? Is this what I'm going to do? So Something to think about. I don't know. Because I also was like, I want to do this and I want it done well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, so there's like different things that I can do, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy like the follow-up stuff. <laughs> so I, like I created a Facebook event for my graduation party and then I decided to just not look at it because <laughs> mm-hmm. people are commenting, people are like doing things on it. And I'm just like, okay. That's nice. I like, I got the notifications. I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at this. Or like, if I do something on Twitter and people respond, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like answering you. <laughs> I don't feel like commenting back. <laughs> oh man. But I like, I like to, I do. Okay. So normally when I plan a party, I just send a, a text message. Okay. I send like, an individual text to everybody. Okay. And then people just like understand, like at first people might be like, who else is coming? But then at some point they like learn like, okay, people show up to these things. So they're like, so then there's like, they either say yes or no. And it's like, hey, yes, I can make it. Then they're like, okay, like, cause like any birthday party, I've never like done an event on Facebook for my birthday parties. It's mm-hmm. always been, or like I used to host game nights. And so I would like invite everyone via just like an individual text. And then people just understood like, okay, people come to these things they don't have to like see it's like okay how many people are on this guest list who's coming like okay more more has cool friends that we like we're gonna show up if we Mm -hmm. have the time so and then it just takes the pressure off me of being like okay they're looking at how many no answers there are yeah 
Yeah, it's it doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. I think people are just like happy to have stuff to do and people to connect with. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Uh, should we go into the espresso shot? Yes. Let's get into our espresso shot. Our espresso shot today comes from St. Alphonsus Liguori. And he says, Those whose hearts are enlarged by confidence in God run swiftly on the path of perfection. They not only run, they fly. Because having placed all their hope in the Lord, they are no longer weak as they once were. They become strong with the strength of God, which is given to all who put their trust in him. I wish I could fly. <laughs> I believe I could fly. <laughs> there are times that I've definitely done this, but I like, I wish that I did have that consistent confidence and faith like that confidence in God's will for me and like I just think that'd be so cool be like okay no worries I know this is it because sometimes I'm just like are you sure (laughs) did did I hear this right (laughs) yeah yeah run swiftly or even fly on the path of perfection because if you we just read a book about this in our Catholic book club not too long ago, but if you can trust in God so completely and so fully, you will be able to just follow him and you will be able to be open to his will and understand it a little bit better. And that is like God's will is perfect. Mm -hmm. And so run swiftly on the path of perfection perfectly matched with God's will I strive for that I'm not there yet but I strive for that it's it's, it is it's tricky I think Mother Teresa was there Mm -hmm. do you ever read what she talks about I'm just like whoa we are not on the same level (laughs) and it it comes with a price too you know yeah that kind of trust in God comes with a price. Once you can get there, though, it, it, I feel like it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of, it can take a lot of suffering to be on that level of perfection and trust in God. But once you can get to that point, then it is perfect. But it's, it's not, it doesn't come easy. No, not at all. Yeah, sometimes I do think that I'm like, okay, why can't I have this perfect like swiftness and confidence in his plan for me and be like, because, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I would like this thing instead. <laughs> You're just like, but why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read that first part where it says those whose hearts are enlarged by confidence in God. Ah. And I pictured the Grinch. <laughs> me too. Whose heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> uh, you know you're a nanny when. <laughs> I know. When you can recite Chicka Chicka Boom Boom from memory. <laughs> That's a good book. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Those whose hearts are enlarged. And if you 
this is going to be so you guys are going to judge me probably for making this kind of analogy. But if you remember in the movie with Jim Carrey as the Grinch and when his heart was growing at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, (laughs) (laughs) it was painful for him. Like he could feel it. He was like flailing on the ground, but he was was, like, he felt it acutely. It was, it was, it seemed to be painful for him or just like very big feeling. And that's what, like, but that's what happens when you have to put your trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Enlarge your heart is nice. It's great. His heart grew three sizes that day. That's, that's awesome. But also, again, they came with a price. Like when we enlarge our hearts, that takes work. It doesn't just happen. It's not. Because it's something that transforms you. It's something mm-hmm. it's something that changes you. Right. And and that's a big thing. That's, and you feel that. Mm-hmm. And the greater capacity for like the bigger your heart is, the more you love and the more you'll end up more frequently you'll be have the opportunities to get hurt and to feel pain for others. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the price. Yep. That is a big part of it. I also like the part where it says they become strong with the strength of God. Mm. That's that's real strong, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's really strong. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that I am growing in strength after the last year. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They become strong with the strength of God, and in him I can do all things. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think about um, that song that's based off that Bible verse. Just going through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will mm-hmm. fear no evil because my Lord is with me. And if my Lord is with me, then I will have no fear. Except I do have fear. (laughs) This is a cool quote. I like it. I do too. Uh, And so with that quote, a little topic of discussion today is kind of along the lines of being able to put your trust in God. Because like we've said, it doesn't come easy. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. But we, so we wanted to talk about that because I think that's something that is very important to be able to trust in God. And it's, it, it takes a lot of effort to be able to do, and it's something that's good to do, but it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it can be hard. Mm-hmm. And while we were coming up with this, I was thinking about the different times, like, okay, so this last year, I, I had some moments with God mm-hmm. where I was just like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, but I told you to. And I was like, but I don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to do something else. He's like, now you're going to do this. And I'm just like, but, <laughs> but, but do I, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, I want to say it louder. Maybe you'll hear me this time. <laughs> I was like, I want to drop out of my program and like get married. And he's just like, well, you can get married, but you're going to finish your program. First. Like, but why? <laughs> But I want this. 
Yeah. So I was like having moments where like I was consecrating myself to Mary and I'm literally like reading the the devotionals and I'm standing in line for confession. I'm just like, yeah, so I know Christmas was yesterday, but I was really mad at Jesus and I felt really uncomfortable getting communion while I was mad at him on his birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, I don't have community. Everything's on Zoom. And what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, I'm not having fun. I don't like this journey right now. Am I even on the right track? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was like doubting like what I thought I had heard God tell me to do with what his will. I'm like, did I get this right? Mm-hmm. Like, was this right? Like, I, I really was lacking confidence, but I mean, I stuck with him. Mm-hmm. I stuck with it. And I was like, God, you're going to have to carry me through this because I'm really questioning whether this is what I'm supposed to do or not. <laughs> yeah. When it is in those moments, the Jesus take the wheel moments, really, where it's just like, this is out of my league. You go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll take the wheel. And I think a lot, a lot of people have moments where they want something that's not God's will. And, and that is part of God's will is like, say, like his, him telling us no to things. And that's hard. (laughs) That's so hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if you really, really, really wanted something and he says, no, you can't have that. And also that's a sin. Not that that happens in all instances, but in some instances that is, I mean, I was thinking about, so a couple months ago, so brothers in grad school and my sister-in-law has a master's degree mm-hmm. and they have, they have a two-year-old as of today, they have a two-year-old and I mean, they had like another kid, they had like more kids. And I was just thinking, whoo, I don't know if I could do a kid and school and a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, that's why I'm doing a podcast because I don't have a kid yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, it is so nice being able to have the time to finish school and have that, like, because I have just been dedicating all of my life the last three years to school. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that tell me I wanted to go to grad school or I wanted to finish college and I didn't get to. It wasn't part of God's plan for them at that time where God's like with the timing. Mm-hmm. And it was for me. Mm-hmm. It was part of God's plan for me. And I'm very fortunate that I got to do this at this time and I have the time to do it. And I have, like, I have the time to devote to this, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I love it. But the beautiful <laughs> thing is you can look back at that time yeah. when you were going into grad school mm-hmm. and it makes sense now, like going to grad school and getting that degree, mm-hmm. it makes sense now, Yeah. but years before when you were in that mid 20 and you were like, do I want to go to grad school though? I don't know if I want to. And in that moment, it's really hard to pursue and trust. And then when you get to the finish line, you're like, it all makes sense. (laughs) I did want, so when I was 24, I decided that I was going to return to school and that I was going to go to grad school. 
So I was just like, okay, I'm traveling now because I'm going to be in school for a while. <laughs> and it's been in the last six months that I've doubted things. But I also doubted my competency, my abilities, my talents. And then I succeeded. It's like, oh, hey, this is awesome. <laughs> so it's not just important to trust in God. It's also important to trust in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But in trusting myself, I was like, okay, God, do you know, do you know what you're asking of me? Is this really it? Are you, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And because I mean, I, I got really angry. <laughs> it's just like, I want to fulfill my vocation. But there's, we have two vocations. The, the, the career thing and then the, you know, the other one that's, you know, lifelong, long term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think I've discerned pretty well, but it was hard. Yeah. Trusting in God is one of those things where it's like a no-brainer, but it's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Yeah. It's something that we should do. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hardest things for me mm-hmm. is I am so fiercely independent. I appreciate when people, when you have people that can like have your back. I'm not one of those people who trusts easily. I depend a lot on myself and with God, it's really hard to put that aside. And I should, and I know that I should, Mm -hmm. I need to put what Sarah wants and what Sarah thinks she wants aside (laughs) and try to be open to God's will because I am so independent and just like that abandonment of your will that's tricky business, man. I, it's, and it's something that I really struggle with. And I also struggle too with in moments where God does allow the suffering. Yeah. When he asks you to sacrifice and he asks you to give, he asks you to give a lot and maybe it seems like too much and not just with Christ, but with other, like with relationships too, if you get, wounded or with that sacrificing or suffering or hard times there is a temptation at least for me to say to look back at that time and say that was really hard and it was painful Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel like that again yeah and what I picture in what I picture in my mind is my heart. And in those moments of trying to like put up a wall, a defense, it's just like, it's like laying bricks. Like I'll, I'll lay a couple bricks to kind of make that part of my heart. That's in pain. That's tender. That's bruised. Mm-hmm. I'll put like just a few bricks over the spot to protect it from not getting further <clears throat> wounded or to have to go through those kinds of struggles. And so in a way, you know, I picture, I picture my heart and it's got all these patches. It's like got sections of brick built over and it's becoming hardened, which is not good. Hardened so that people can't get in anybody. And then also I like, I can't, let myself break through that, if that makes sense, to open mm-hmm. myself to God's will because there's a wall there that I have put up or a section of a wall. And like pretty soon I'm going to have this like completely encased hard with brick. 
And oh, the sucky part about that though, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in control of that. That is 100% my choice because I can't do anything about my circumstances. Like what God gives me, I cannot control. Right. What God gives us in life, the sacrifices that he asks of us, the suffering that he, that he gives to us, the hands to us to carry a piece of his cross for him to become more like him. When he gives us those things, we don't have control over that. We, we, we take it. What we do with it is 100% our choice. So God gives us free will, but we decide what we do with it. Yeah. But like, I'm thinking of stories in the Bible. There are so many people who got handed crappy things, Mm -hmm. but they met them with joy. Those guys who, what are the funny names? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They got thrown in the oven and they were rocking out in there. Like that's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Did you recently read that story? Cause you knew those names pretty well. They got thrown in an oven. That's terrible. They're going to die. They didn't. Spoiler alert. But (laughs) they were saved. But still, Abraham, talk about trusting God, prayed for years and years and years and years to have an heir, finally gets one. And then God tells him to go take him up on the mountain and sacrifice him. And he was going to do it. And his son was a full grown adult. Mm-hmm. that trusted so much that he let his self be bound up, tied up and placed there and knew, okay, we are going to trust in God. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I don't have that same kind of faith. <laughs> I do not. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what the heck? I'm about to die. I know. Right. My, my father is about to murder me as a mm-hmm. sacrifice. I, yeah, God gives us these things. What we do with it is a hundred percent our choice. And so when I listen or like, I don't know, sometimes when I think about my hard heart, my heart of brick, like that's, that's all on me. That's what I have done. Nobody did that except for me. It's a weird analogy. I'm not <laughs> sure where I wanted to go with that. But the point is when we are asked to trust especially from God, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is our choice. We can, or we cannot, we can open ourselves. And with that may come bruises and scars. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of Christ carrying his cross. Mm-hmm. And as he walked up to Calvary, his body was just basically a huge, horrible gaping wound from all of the scourging and the abuse that he endured for us. He knows about suffering. Yeah. But he had the trust in his father's will. Yeah, really. Like yeah, talk he, about he didn't want to do that either. He was like begging, like, can you please like mm-hmm. let this pass from me? Yep. Yep. And I think, but you think about that, like he was open, he was absolutely wounded. His skin was torn and and he still had that complete trust in his father and his will. And it's a little bit, I'm not God. So it's a little bit of a different situation here. (laughs) But Having an open, exposed heart is scary. Yeah. It's really rough. 
what's what's hard is having an open exposed heart what's harder still is i know that the parts of my heart that have the bricks around it those gotta come down and i'm gonna be exposed again areas that may have bruises that may have scars Mm -hmm. that's almost worse (laughs) because you remember how much that it hurt and you remember how much pain you had to go through and right you know they got to come down though yeah and I I mean this isn't totally on topic at all but it's just very relatable to your 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 heart and heart I had a couple of friends through the years that uh how they communicate with me it wasn't great for me mm-hmm. and I kind of like okay I'm gonna I was always very I'm very accommodating but then when I let them know hey here's what I need from you they're like oh well I can't do that mm-hmm. oh well here's why like and then they would just kind of like dismiss their own because they were like they had no issue expressing their problems with me but when I expressed my problems well I was like oh hey I'm so sorry about this I will and then when I would be like, hey, I'm having an issue with this. I'm like, oh, well, da 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 da. And I'm like, well, I have done this for you out of respect for your feelings. Can you please do They're like, oh, like sometimes they'd be like, oh, okay. But based on that history, I have a difficult time talking to people directly and expressing my feelings and my thoughts because I'm expecting them based on history to act like those people. And I have occasionally had people like, like, Hey, here's this thing that you're doing Mm -hmm. in your communication style. That's not working. I'm just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that because, and I'm like, that was a learned behavior based off people that came before you. That's, had really toxic ways of communicating and being a friend and I'm not used to healthy friendships and healthy communication from other people so I learned these toxic traits mm-hmm. and I mean letting people in and like being vulnerable that's so hard and it's scary yeah. and I, I think I'm I had to write an entire paper on my life and I did kind of get through like communication styles and how I respond to people and I was just like oh wow Mm -hmm. let's work on this yeah it's just that difficult point where you know in your head and Mm -hmm. trust in God yeah just need to say just need to let go Mm -hmm. and give it to him and because why wouldn't you Sometimes I think about that, like, why would I not trust God? He only wants good things for me. And yes, sometimes he asks me to do hard things, things Mm -hmm. that are not easy, things that will be painful, things that are annoying to do, but it all has a purpose. There is a reason for it. But at the end, like end game is heaven, right? And our reward is in heaven. Yeah that's paradise. That is ultimately what we are created and called for is paradise united with God and trusting him is the way to get there. And you know it in your head, mm-hmm. but to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the kicker. That's where they yeah. get you. Well, that's because we are fallen and we want 
things that aren't good mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I like to hold on to those moments where I have put my trust in, in the Lord and he did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. That's just so dumb. <clears throat> it makes me feel so silly about having this hard heart is God only wants good things for me. Mm-hmm. He wants to make me happy. The road to happiness is sometimes along the way. You have to go through detours that aren't fun. Yeah. Oh, the detours are awful. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the detours, they're not fun. There's mm-hmm. construction a lot of times. Traffic is backed up. It's noisy. Blaze. It's not great. Let me tell you. But they're necessary. And that's that's the hard thing. Sometimes that's that idea of you see this path in front of you that you know you have to go down even though you don't want to kind of like yeah earlier this is not what I want to do Mm -hmm. but I know that God is calling me to do this my prayer from last week God I want to want what you want even when I don't want it yeah but I want to want what you want yeah and so but that's like one of the hard things when you see a path in front of you that you don't really want to go down, but you know, God wants you to go there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Hmm. I was just thinking, cause some of the obstacles that I've had in doing God's will, different things, it's having tough conversations with people. Cause they might, whatever, like they might have some toxic trait, mm-hmm. be it that they don't listen and they yell at you. They, uh, they don't listen to anybody and then they yell at them because they've misheard and then they mm-hmm. can't be corrected and they drive people away from them. I'm talking about somebody in particular in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like really difficult to approach them like, hey, you do this thing and you might want to fix this to like have better relationships with people mm-hmm. because you just lash out at people and we don't understand why we're being lashed out at. Yeah. <laughs> trying to correct them because you want you want good for them yeah and then they're also getting hurt that you don't want to talk to them normally it's not fun to be on the receiving end of that either you know and here i have had like i've had friends come to me with corrections and but when i come to them with the correction because i'll be like oh i'm so sorry i'll work on this but i also accommodate things so but then i so like my thing is that i have boundaries so I'll always like okay let's oh I hurt you let's fix this but what if I like approach them and they're like oh no I don't have anything to fix it's here I'm just like whoa why am I but then I mean there are times where it's just like they're like hey can you please like wait to respond to this for when you're like I'm like oh yeah I was planning to like respond to you once I was calmed down after reading your message which was slightly hostile because it was via text and I couldn't hear your voice which I'm imagining was much gentler than this yeah but I also don't I don't not someone that's good with like writing letters to people or like writing like novel text to express something I'm someone that I do I'm better off verbal Mm-hmm. But I also know that that's going to be bad too because sometimes my voice sounds different than how I think it's going to sound. Yeah. I do think the biggest leap of faith and trust that I've ever taken in my life is moving away from home oh. and being a nanny. People from where I am don't do that. <laughs> they don't just like, up. I don't know whatever possessed me 
to move halfway across the country to live with strangers and take care of their children. Sane people don't do that, right? Like, that's not (laughs) something. Adventurous people that are sane do. Yeah, I guess. Well, I just, I'll never, I'll never forget. I moved out there. I got a little homesick, but not too bad for being halfway across the country from everything that I, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska and Kansas. That's all I know. And so to move to the East Coast, New Jersey, and New York and be a live-in nanny for these people is unheard of. I can't believe I did it. I don't know how I had the guts to actually do it, but I went and it was good. I missed home a little bit, but it wasn't so bad. And then a couple months later, I had some good friends of mine come and visit me. And I remember talking to them, you know, they're like, how are you, how are you doing out here by yourself? And I remember saying, I keep waiting for myself to have like this big freak out like yeah what what have I done what have I got myself into this girl from the midwest what am I doing out here in New Jersey I keep waiting for myself to have this giant freak out of like what have I done people don't do this I remember like I'm halfway joking when I said this but I remember saying I don't know maybe maybe something's wrong with me (laughs) and my good friend said, look, just looked at me and said very simply, or maybe you're just right where you need to be. Yeah. Maybe you are exactly where you need to be because there is a lot of peace in that. And that was really refreshing because I had felt part of the reason that prompted this huge move was I wasn't feeling content. I wasn't feeling satisfied with my life and how it was going. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a whole long story, but, but when you can find the place where you are exactly where you're supposed to be and you can say with confidence, this is right. Mm-hmm. There's so much peace in that. There's so much joy in that. And it's really, really beautiful. And that is what I cling to in times where I'm looking at the path ahead of me going, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, about this. Uh, and again, and it, it, like that has proven. So again, with that family, I'd worked with them for a couple of years and, and I knew that God was calling me forward. I prayed about it. That's another long story, but I prayed about it and I knew that God was calling me to where I am now. I have been here for a few years. I don't know why specifically here, but I know that there's a purpose to it. It might not make sense now. It might not make sense ever in my life here on earth. It might not make sense until I get to heaven and that's okay, but (laughs) that's okay sometimes. And then other times I'm just impatient. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Anyway. Oh, I have, that's why I get mad at God is I just get impatient. I'm like, um, I would like this right now. (laughs) Yep. Just give me a, do you ever wish that you could like ask Lord, can I see just 10 seconds of 10 years from now? No, I don't. I don't. With my luck, it'll be like you're driving in the car. (laughs) 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 But like, I was just like 10 seconds of my life 10 years from now or five years from now or three years from now next year. I'll take that even. (laughs) I don't know. My life is so unpredictable. 
I will say, so last fall, I was, hmm, I was not in a good place hmm. last fall. I was on dating apps. That sucked. Mm-hmm. Although I did get back in contact with one of the, I, I talked to him last week. So, because I let him know that I passed and because he was trying to set me up with a, with a friend of his. So mm-hmm. he saw my profile on Hinge and he wanted to set me up with a friend. So he has a girlfriend now. So mm-hmm. cool. I was like, oh, is this a Hinge accessory? He's like, he was like, it is. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. And so then we've just been like chatting because like, oh yeah, so are you going to be getting back out there? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to get through this next week right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he—he's a lawyer, so he remembers. Um, so I have a licensing exam, and he—he he remembers studying for the board. And then I was saying how my friends are going to throw me a party, but I have to approve the guest list. And he's like, oh, I totally understand that. So it was just like really—it was just nice catching up. But I was trying to meet somebody so that my grandmother can meet somebody. Mm-hmm. a man in my life because I would like her to meet who I end up with but we don't know if that will happen and I also wanted I was like okay we have to graduate as quickly as we can so that she can see my diploma and I really doubted everything mm-hmm. Kevin told me to quit apps he's like he's like these are not good for your mental health like they're really messing with you and school was messing with me my grandmother was messing with me I thought about taking a break just to help out with her and then I was like well I know that she would want me to finish mm-hmm. and I had to let go of everything I had mm-hmm. to just relinquish it all relinquish control because God was like saying hey I can take these things like these things that you want I can take them I don't have to give them to you. I can take them. Yeah. I will give you what my will is. Mm-hmm. And so then I relinquished it all. And I'm about to graduate before 30. And I'm going to be able to show I graduate tomorrow. And I'm going to go to my grandma's house after commencement and show her my diploma. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because I've like we've been praying in the last few minutes like okay can you please like let her get to graduation mm-hmm. and now she is and it's like okay let's see the next thing she can get to so because once we surrender sometimes God just doesn't want like he wants us to just it's like if we are trying to be too much in control God would be like no you're not in control I am I'm in control <laughs> And then you go, then you're like, okay, I surrender. And then he's like, here's the stuff that you wanted. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes like, oh, that stuff that you wanted. Here you go. You can have it. Since you relinquish control, Mm. you can have it back. Yeah. And that's a tough lesson to learn. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes if he doesn't give it to you, it's because he has something better for you. And that's hard. Exactly. But it's hard it's hard to think about that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Why, this is what I want. This would be great. Why are you saying no to me? Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. saying no. He's saying not this. Or not Perhaps, now. Or not now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, there's that sticker that goes around sometimes where it's this little girl holding onto a little teddy bear 
yeah. and you can see you can see that Jesus is has his hand outstretched, but then behind his back is a big teddy bear, mm-hmm. and he's but she can't see that. All she sees is Jesus asking, and he's like, she's like, but I love it. He's like, I have something better. She's like, <laughs> well, yeah, but he's but here's the thing about that, we can't see it. We can't see it. And he's not going to show it to us. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be like, no, look, I have this. He not all, not every time, but he's not going to sit there and be like, look, though, I want you to give me this so that I can give you this more amazing thing instead. Cause he asks us to trust him. Yeah. He asks us of us all the time. He wants to, he wants to make us happy again. He wants happiness for us. And I don't know why it's so hard for us because we're human, but it's so hard for us to give up our little teddy bear or whatever it is that in your life that you're desperately holding on to because it's good and it's familiar and you love it. Yeah. But sometimes there's bigger, better things. And when that does happen, yeah, again, when that has happened to me, at least in my life, that's what I try to remember. Mm-hmm in those moments when God asks you to do a hard thing, to give up whatever it is, he asks you to make room for something even bigger, something even better. Is there room in your heart? You have to make room sometimes. And that means throwing stuff out. Yeah. So are we ready for grounds to cover? Yeah, we are. All right. For grounds to cover this week. Let's see. I had a good one. Oh, I cannot take credit, full credit for this idea. This is a, an idea that I read in a book, Mm -hmm. but it is, I used to, I don't know where the box is right now, actually, but I, I got a little, a little box, cardboard box. So cute. I made it into like a little mailbox. So I cut like a little slit in it, like a mailbox Mm -hmm. and on the side I wrote, this is not your box. This is God's box. Oh. In this box, you can put all of your wishes, all of your desires, all your prayers, things that you want to pray for, things that you need answers to. Mm-hmm. Write them on a piece of paper, fold it up and put it in the box. It doesn't say all of this, but I'm paraphrasing slash yeah. expanding. Once you put that in the box, though, it's not yours it's God's and you don't get to worry about it anymore. That's the trick. Wow. So I will write down like prayer intentions. God, I'm really, you know, Lord, I'm really worried about my brother. Please help this certain thing fall into place for him. God, I could really use an answer about this specific problem and I date them. And then the hardest thing is putting the paper in the box because and I try really like, that's a good exercise for me, especially because once you put it in the box, it's not, it's gone. I don't get that. I don't get to worry about that anymore. I don't get to sit and think, what am I going to do about this? Cause literally folding it up in that paper and putting it in God's mailbox is me yeah. letting go of it completely. And that's really hard. And if I catch myself, if that little idea pops into my head and I start trying to worry about it, I like quickly like, Nope, Nope. I gave it. It's, it's gone. It's not mine anymore. Yeah. And sometimes I like to go through the box then after, you know, and just like clean it out or whatever, but I get to go through some of those papers and 
with the with the dates on there and everything and i get to see how the lord has answered those prayers over time and that's really really cool because i can remember what i i remember the moments that i wrote them down and i remember how i was feeling but to be able to go through those papers then sometimes god answers the prayers quickly sometimes it takes a while sometimes there are papers in there that end up not being answered yet and that's okay but it's really cool to look back on those little slips of paper and see the Lord's work in my life. Mm-hmm. So if that's something, an idea that you have, and you can take that, you can, I don't know, make it your own. You don't have to make a box, but it, it helps. It's kind of like that actual handing over to God is a mm-hmm. good thing for me to, for me to do anyway. Try, try to maybe do something like that. See if you can make your own idea of how you can things in your life that you don't have control over things yeah. in your life that you're worried about or stressed about, give them to God and really, really work on doing that. But then remember those things and see how he answers those prayers. Yeah. Yeah. I would say keep walking with God, even when you're not liking mm-hmm. it, when you're just like, yeah, I don't want this. I'm just just like it's kind of like like being angry at a friend but you still go along you're just like mad at you right now but I'm still walking with you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and just don't walk backwards if you need to you can sit down yeah <laughs> but just don't walk away mm-hmm. yeah that's that's good I would say also maybe Go ahead and just spend some time in quiet prayer this week. And maybe there's something, like, I don't know, I was talking earlier about places and areas in my heart that are, that have a little bit of a brick wall over it to protect it. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to say this. It's going to be so hard. Okay. No, it's going to be good. We're going to do it, guys. Go spend some time in prayer. And maybe look at some of those places. Some, if you have hard sections of your heart, no. <laughs> things that you know are protected, areas in your heart that have, have bricks over them, maybe just think about what you could do to try and take some of those bricks away. Or just go in quiet prayer and just sit in front of the Lord and maybe he has something that he wants you to do an area of vulnerability that he wants you to try and really work on and have him ask him to reveal that to you. Oh gosh. Be careful what you wish for though. Cause he'll do it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> be careful what you pray for. Yes. Oh yes. That's a good, be careful <laughs> what you pray for because you, you will get it. I might just ask the Lord and listen for him to reveal something, something that you can trust him with, something that you can give to him that maybe you've been holding on to, whether that's a past wound, something mm-hmm. painful that you went through that's maybe hardened your heart a little bit, something that you've blocked off out of fear of being rejected or hurt or scared. Again, just just revisit it a little bit and see what you can do to try and take some of the bricks away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do it I'm going to do it 
it's just going to be so hard. But you know what? We're in it together. And it's going to be, other than that, just pray for the grace to be courageous in those moments when God sets a path in front of you that you're not excited about. Ask for the grace and the courage to walk into the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Abendigo. I don't know, but ask, ask God for the courage and the grace to be able to walk that path and be able to accept the things that he's given to you. Yeah. Ooh, this is tough. I know. I really, it hurts so good. (laughs) (laughs) And the hurt, it's going to be, it's going to be good for us. It'll be good. (laughs) Well, guys, thanks for listening. Send us your stories if you have any. Um, you can find us at carol underscore podcast and emails at carol's coffeehouse at gmail.com. Rate and review us, send us feedback. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how the Lord has worked in your in your life. Mm-hmm. Any stories of when you were able to trust in God. And that, yeah, it would be great to hear those stories. Kind of nice to know it's always cool hearing from our listeners we like and getting their like thoughts oh yeah well and it's also just I I do like that I do like when our <laughs> listeners share their thoughts with us but I also enjoy that when we share things mm-hmm. that we go through and we can see the Lord's work in other people's lives it kind of that kind of helps us keep going yeah or have the bravery to keep going because hey, that person went through something crazy and they're okay. So (laughs) anyway, but yes, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for being here with us again. And we're praying for you. Yeah. Thanks for tolerating our voices. Even though I think Sarah's voice is awesome, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Rate and review us on iTunes, Apple. Yeah. Podcast, whatever it is. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We will catch you next time. Yeah. Bye.